heightened by the fact that we are the Jets. In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! They rush the floor! And now, broadcasting live and local. From the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Broncos country, let's ride. And Eric Fry. Yeah, and you, you know, you're, you, 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 excuse me. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. to a new edition of the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. What's happening out there, uh, people, here on uh, this, what day is it? It's Wednesday. You know what that means. And it's also the second to last day of February. And it's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you today. And we got a good show uh, lined up for you, as always. Coming up here in the program, we'll be telling you about those sectional semifinals that happened there in boys basketball last night, as well as the sectional semifinals for this evening. So we'll have sectional championships set for Friday. And then we'll also be getting to some audio from the press conference there yesterday of the Altamont Lady Indians, Coach Craig Carr, and also Illini Bluffs, their opponents. Coach was on there as well. So we'll be getting you some exclusive audio from that at some point. And we'll have to hit up on that matchup tomorrow mm-hmm. as well because, of course, no show tomorrow. Yeah. We're gone to state. That's where we're hanging the sign up here That's right. in the studio. So uh, we'll be hitting up on that matchup a little bit and give you some background information on that for tomorrow for the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we'll be doing that. We'll also be taking a look at uh, some college basketball action that happened there last night. And we got a game tonight. That's right. The uh, Fighting Illini are there in uh, Champaign to take on. Minnesota. The meme of Joe Bud. Oh. I don't have X, Travis, so <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I don't know do memes. I, one of my favorites right there, just him yelling the state. Uh, so we'll hit up on uh, that matchup uh, tonight after that uh, win that we talked about the other day against Iowa. We'll also be uh, taking a look at uh, some NBA action uh, there uh, last night. We'll potentially hit up on uh, some uh, baseball as well, some uh, spring uh, training, and we'll also uh, be uh, hitting up on uh, some NFL action as well with the uh, combine 
there. We talked a little bit about it in uh, the pod yesterday, a little bit with the Bears and what they were going to do and whatnot, and another mock draft. If you're into that sort of thing, uh, mock draft by Mel Kuyper Jr. Uh, there, and I heard Greeny talking about it uh, before we came on yep. Uh, yep. here today. So uh, we'll hit up on that as well. So uh, thanks for coming along uh, for the ride. Uh, so uh, we got a lot to uh, cover here today, and whatever you don't get to here in the uh, Trusha show, we'll get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of a fashion with that audio there from the uh, state coaches uh, there yesterday. So uh, let's go and uh, let's hit it up with our first segment. And it's our first segment called First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we'll hit up on the uh, sectional semifinals uh, that happened uh, there last night around uh, the area. Some uh, sectionals that we're still uh, keeping an eye out for for boys basketball. Uh, first, it was right here in town at the uh, Inlow Center there at uh, St. Anthony in uh, that semifinal. As uh, was our call-up continuing uh, their hot streak here and uh, tw- uh, towards the end of this uh, season as they won again there against Weber last night, 56-44 to was the uh, final score. Weber actually had the three-point lead after a one-quarter play, but then Arcola came back and was able to uh, take the lead there. They were extending out a little bit there in the third, uh, but they really uh, put it out of reach there in uh, the fourth quarter uh, there and outscored Weber 17-8 to uh, there in that one. And I asked if they had anyone to potentially uh, stop or slow down Marlowe, and uh, he ended up getting his points, 23 points, but only four players for the Trojans were in the scoring column. And Ulm this time, he only had 10 points mm. in the game uh, there while Marlowe had those 23. Uh, there in a pretty balanced attack there for uh, Arcola uh, there with uh, Thomas leading the way with uh, 18 points, Miller had 14 of the double-figure scorers uh, there for the Purple Riders as they just continue their hot streak as they continue to ride into the sectional championship there after taking out Weber last night. I told you. I told you. Yeah. You didn't believe me. I didn't. I told you. I didn't. Arcola's a decent team. Mm-hmm. Am I saying they're going to go all the way to state? No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. But they're a decent team that now has set themselves up for a chance at a sectional championship. And, Travis, it's one game. Anything can happen in one Anything game. Anything can happen, that's right. You play to win the game. Especially how they're they're playing right now. Yeah. Playing some of the All hottest basketball. All they want is a chance state. to get there, and they've gotten there now. Mm-hmm. As uh, they're on to the Sweet 16 here for only the third time in uh, school history. And it's been uh, quite a while since they uh, have went to a super sectionals. As uh, look back through the IHSA archives, they had their last super sectional appearance all the way back in 1964. Wow. I'd say some things have changed. Just a little bit, uh, yes. Since then. So, yes. Uh, Arcola, 26 in a six now on the uh, season on a, a serious heater here as uh, they take down St. Anthony the other night and uh, take down Weber. Uh, there last night to advance to the uh, Sweet 16, and we'll find out who they'll play uh, tonight there in uh, that other 
sectional semifinal, and that's going to either be the two-seed of Tuscola as uh, they are coming in and looking for back-to-back super sectional appearances uh, for them, and uh, they're going to take on the four-seed of Chrysler Rock Lutheran, and uh, that game is at 6 o'clock at the Inlow Center uh, there tonight. And, of course, if uh, Tuscola wins, uh, they would be uh, – or they're 28-6 and six right now. But uh, if they win, uh, that would set up a Cola War for the sectional mm-hmm. uh, championship. And uh, these two teams met on December 19th, and it was Tuscola. Uh, winner there, 65-21 to 21 was the uh, final on that night. And also it's important to note that these two teams have met up in the Cola Wars in the regional championships the last two seasons. Last year, Tuscola won 63-46, and in 2022, they won 56-33 as well to take their regional crown. So, you know, the Cola Wars happen, and they uh, happen more often than not. Regional championships and could potentially be uh, there in the uh, sectional championships on a Friday. Uh, But uh, Chrysler Rock will try to pull off the upset. Uh, there and uh, take down Tuscola. Uh, Chrysler Rock, it was their first ever regional title there in their uh, young school history, mm-hmm. uh, but they're trying to pull off the uh, ultimate upset to potentially beat the Warriors to spoil the Cola War ah. potential matchup uh, there. Uh, in the uh, Class 1A Salt Fork a sectional semifinal, it was uh, Hayworth. Uh, winning against the Cater St. Teresa, and uh, that was a 49 to a 43 final score. So, uh, St. Uh, ends their season in the uh, sectional semifinals after uh, beating Argenta the other night. In the uh, Class 2A uh, Shelbyville uh, sectional, it was uh, St. Joe Ogden, the uh, two seed, picking up the win over Flora, and that one was a 50 to 40 final score there. So, uh, St. Joe Ogden going into the uh, sectional championship there, 27-6 and six on the season now. And they lost in the sectional semis last year, so they're already doing one better uh, here this season. And we'll find out who uh, St. Joe uh, takes on tonight as they're in uh, Shelbyville. It'll be the two-seed topless squaring off against the uh, number one seed there, uh, Tolono Unity. And that game is at 7 o'clock tonight in uh, Shelbyville. And at Tatopolis, I uh, had their record at 20 and 10, and Tolono is 26 and 4. But one of those four losses was to Tatopolis. Mm. As on uh, December 2nd, uh, at T Town, there, 60 to 59, or 60 to 52 uh, that day uh, there against uh, Tolono. And uh, T Town uh, could potentially be on uh, Friday if they end up making it there. Uh, 15th sectional championship in uh, school history and also uh, the third straight uh, there as well. So uh, that's what's uh, on the line uh, there on tonight. Therefore, Topolis and mm-hmm. uh, Tolono Unity uh, there for a potential sectional championship matchup. And also in the uh, 3A Lincoln uh, sectional, it was uh, Decatur MacArthur winning against uh, Springfield, uh, Sacred Heart, Griffin, uh, Cinderella, Ran out of magic here as SHG lost 63 to 36. The final, so a Decatur slides into the sectional championship there. And they are 26 and 5 on the season now. And they actually lost to Sacred Heart Griffin in the sectional championship last year. So getting a little bit of revenge mm-hmm. 
uh, there this time around, and uh, they'll find out who they'll face tonight in Lincoln as it's the number one seed there, Mount Zion, 32-1 and on the uh, season, and uh, they're going to go up against Rochester tonight at 7 o'clock there in Lincoln, and the Rockets down for 16-17 and on the uh, season. Had a couple of uh, significant wins there for uh, Mount Zion with uh, two teams that are in action tonight. They have victories over both Tolona Unity and Topless uh, there in back-to-back games there in uh, January. And uh, their, uh, Mount Zion is looking uh, for their uh, third uh, sectional championship and uh, the uh, first since 2004 if they end up getting there, uh, there to Mount Zion mm-hmm. or to Lincoln uh, there against Decatur MacArthur. Uh, there we'll have to wait and see mm-hmm. how those matchups uh, shake out uh, there on a Friday, and uh, that uh, sectional championship before uh, St. Anthony uh, between uh, potentially Arcola or Chrysler Rock and Tuscola. The winner would advance to uh, the EIU in Charleston Super Sectional ah. on Monday, and uh, with Tuscola, they might have to look out as uh, Mounds Meridian is in their uh, sectional championship as they won uh, the other night. And uh, Tuscola beat Mounds Meridian uh, to get to the uh, state tournament uh, last year. So that could be, the, be a potential matchup mm-hmm. uh, there. And also uh, in the uh, Shelbyville sectional championship, they would uh, be a no different. Uh, they would be going down to a Carbondale for the super sectional on Monday take on the winner of the uh, Benton sectional and a Bree Central has already uh, punched their ticket. They beat Massac County there 60 to 33 and it'll either be Benton or Trent Wesleyan advancing to that sectional championship on a Friday to try to see who's going to match up with the Cougars of a Breeze Central uh, there. And the winner of the Lincoln sectional would advance to the uh, Springfield a super sectional there at the uh, Bank of America or Bank of a uh, Springfield Center at 7.30 on Monday, and uh, that is the winner of the uh, Troy Triad uh, Super Sectional, and or Sectional, and uh, that would either be uh, between uh, Centralia, who won last night against Highland, 60-52, to 52, or uh, the winner of tonight's matchup, East St. Louis or Mount Vernon, uh, there in uh, Troy uh, tonight for the uh, Sectional Championship uh, there for them so uh we'll see who uh, punches their ticket to uh, the uh, sectional championships uh, this evening and we already know in a uh, girls basketball there the uh, final four is a uh, set there and since we won't have a show uh, tomorrow uh because we potentially uh, well we're going to be playing uh, at this time oh yeah uh tomorrow actually it's going to be uh, pretty much uh, over uh, at that point, we'll know if uh, Altamont will uh, be going to the uh, state championship game there on Saturday or they'll slide into the third place they, uh, later on uh, tomorrow. But uh, Altamont is uh, going to be uh, squaring off against Illini Bluffs tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, uh, semifinals. Second time ever to the state tournament for Altamont, but the first time ever in into uh, the uh, final four in uh, this uh, format. And uh, currently, Illini Bluffs 31-4 and on the season as uh, they uh, beat uh, Glenna in the uh, super sectional there. And uh, Glenna was super high-ranked mm-hmm. all season long uh, there. And they won that one 47-44, 47-41, excuse me, uh, the other night uh, there. 
and uh, you'll uh, you'll know this name. Uh, you'll hear it in the press game or press conference comments from uh, Coach Belleville. Therefore, uh, for Illini Bluffs, for IB, uh, Lily Lakoviak. Lakoviak. Lakoviak is her name. Nineteen and a half points per game. She's averaging uh, this season for the uh, senior, mm-hmm. and it sounds like they have a lot of great student athletes. Uh, great little tidbit in there that uh, Bill, uh, Coach Belleville uh, throws in there. And then also another person to uh, look out for uh, tomorrow uh, morning is Annabelle Fortin. She was called the Robin to Lakoviak's Batman. And uh, in for on the defensive end is uh, Brick, uh, Brooke Buchan is the top defender uh, there. And she's usually on the other team's best player. So that means... She would be guarding Grace Nelson mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow morning. So uh, there's a couple of the names uh, to uh, look out for uh, there, and um, so it should be uh, should be fun uh, tomorrow. As yep. the last time that IB uh, was here in the uh, state tournament, uh, they actually uh, lost to uh, Cowden Herrick Peacher City, and uh, they ended up finishing in third that year mm-hmm. in a 2012 uh, that year in the state tournament. And their only other uh, state appearance and they've already bested that record there that they finished with uh, they were 30 and 6 uh, that year so they're already won 31 of 4 so uh, their nickname is the Tigers for IB uh, tomorrow mm. in the semifinal uh, there uh, the other uh, semifinal will be between Oakville and Peru uh, St. Beatty uh, there in that matchup following Altamont and Illini Bluffs uh, Oakville is, of course, the uh, reigning defending champion of 1A uh, last year, beating Glenna and Christopher as well in the state tournament uh, last year. So, obviously, they have a lot of success, and the uh, Rockets have a target. And there it's uh, St. Beatty, who's 29-7 and on the uh, season entering the uh, uh, state tournament there. Yeah, and I wanted to, to bring this up, Travis. I did the research, did, did some looking. Uh, Altamont in the last polls for girls was ninth. Mm-hmm. Illini Bluffs was sixth. So mm-hmm. a nine six matchup. And St. Beattie had nine votes. They were in the others receiving votes category, whereas Okaville was fifth. Mm-hmm. So at least in this instance, Travis, all four teams who made it this far in Class 1A, they all were. At least getting votes. Mm-hmm. Right. As you would kind of uh, expect there. Well, we'll see, Travis, if we uh, look at 2A. <laughs> well, you mentioned 2A, so uh, we'll look at that here as uh, Robinson is going to be there for the first time ever as uh, they are 28-5 and five on the season. One of those five losses was to Altamont mm-hmm. there in the holiday tournament championship and Robinson's going to be matched up with the uh, Hornets of Nashville. 32-3 and a three on the season is a Nashville. As looks like they got a, a new coach in his uh, first year. Uh, they advanced there. And uh, uh, their last uh, state appearance was in uh, 2013. And they ended up being the state champion uh, that year uh, for them. So uh, Robinson making their first ever. Uh, trip here for uh, Coach Scott Zane and uh, the uh, Maroons mm-hmm. uh, there tomorrow. And uh, that game is at a 3.045 there in formerly 
Redbird Arena uh, there. And uh, Will Met and Peoria Notre Dame is going to be the other semifinal there in 2A. Yeah, and let's talk about 2A, Travis. You mentioned Will Met, uh, Regina Dominica. Um, none. No votes. No not votes. Not a single huh? vote. Hmm. So not even in the others receiving vote. Peoria Notre Dame, on the other hand, number one. Hmm. At 26 and 4 at the time of those last polls. Um, Nashville. Yep. Third. Okay. Third in the polls. Robinson, not receiving any votes. So half of the finals mm-hmm. of Class 2A were not receiving even a single vote. Wow. How about that? Yeah. That's, I mean, you just got to get hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. You got to play your best ball down the stretch. Yep. And it seems like Robinson is uh, definitely doing that, taking down a Tatopolis there in the uh, sectional uh, championship and then a Piatone uh, the other day to advance here. And uh, the uh, uh, third-place game for 2A will be uh, following the 1A third-place game. 7.45 is when that is scheduled to tip off there. And a Bloomington State Championship is at 1 o'clock on a Saturday. And in 1A, the uh, state championship is at 11 a.m. Uh, there on a Saturday. Obviously, we'll be back on a Friday mm-hmm. to uh, tell you more about that. And if Altamont advances, uh, there we'll be uh, talking about uh, that matchup more extensively. Uh, but uh, 3A is going to tip off there on a Friday morning. And uh, by the time that we get on the air, it'll be uh, Chatham Glenwood uh, and Darren Hinesdale South is the uh, semifinal. Uh, they're in a 3A at 9.30 a.m. And then Lincoln matching up with uh, Montini. Uh, they're at 11.15 a.m. there on Friday. One thing I, I wanted to bring up, Travis, as we're talking about the state finals, because I needed a refresher on this because I wasn't 100% sure. There will be no shot clock in the state finals. I couldn't remember. I know they'd passed the rule about regular season tournaments and stuff like that, but I, I, I swore I remembered seeing in the wording of that that it would be used in state finals. Hmm. After doing some research, it will not. So you don't have to worry about shot clocks. Well, I think it's the, the best idea. You, you can't have it be changing up people's games plan, game plan in the Final Four. Yeah, I would agree. So, But just pointing that out there for, for everyone at home. Very well. We don't have to deal with that. Nope. Don't have to worry about it. <laughs> uh, Martini is the team that's facing uh, Lincoln. Uh, Martini 29 and a 7 on uh, the uh, season. And uh, they have uh, a lot of history here in uh, the uh, tournament. It's a long scroll uh, here. The last time they were there, they finished in third place in uh, 2020. And, of course, uh, Lincoln 36-0 and 0 on uh, the uh, season uh, led by Chloe Froby and the crew. Uh, there, she's currently averaging 28.6 a game, and uh, right here on this uh, state statistics, exactly 1,000 points on the season for uh, Chloe, and of course uh, Lincoln uh, last year lost in the uh, championship game to a uh, Nazareth Academy uh, there. So, hashtag unfinished business there for the rail splitters on a Friday uh, there, and they'll try to get back to the uh, championship game. Uh, they're on a Saturday mm-hmm. for a 3A, and that's at 5.30 afternoon session, evening session, if you will, in the uh, state series there uh, for all the championships uh, going on mm-hmm. in uh, Bloomington 
uh, normal. All right, so we'll have the uh, audio from the uh, press conference uh, yesterday from uh, Coach Carr from Altima and uh, Coach Belleville from Illini Bluff. So uh, catch that in the uh, podcast later on and get you set for their matchups, give a little background information. Obviously, uh, we know a lot about the background info for Altima, and it's a very uh, good piece of nuggets there mm-hmm. for the Lady Indians as well as the uh, Tigers uh, there for Illini Bluffs to get you set for tomorrow's matchup. 9.30, we'll be there, and uh, we'll be there in Bloomington, and uh, it's going to be over on a Jack FM uh, tomorrow, 9.30, tip-off for that uh, semifinal game without my Atlanta Bluffs. So uh, that's what we got for tomorrow. Coming up next here on the uh, starting lineup, we'll hit up on uh, some uh, college basketball action, and we'll be hitting up on uh, some Illini uh, talking about their game tonight against Minnesota. And that's coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Lucas Crinning with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Protect your little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together we can save lives. Every 40 seconds a child is reported missing. Find the Children is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping find missing kids. You can be a part of their mission by donating your unwanted car. Call 1-800-294-0222. You'll receive the maximum tax deduction and we provide fast, free pickup. Call 1-800-294-0222. Donate your unwanted or unused car. Call 1-800-294-0222. This advertisement was paid for in partnership with Cars RS. Websites and malware written downloads. It will also encrypt your internet traffic while maintaining a smooth connection. So improve your digital privacy and protection against hackers with one simple click. Get the special deal at NordVPN.com and enjoy safer internet daily. NordVPN, cybersecurity built for every day. And now. But then uh, tomorrow, open up a uh, three-game set with the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks coming up uh, tomorrow. But enjoy St. Louis Cardinal baseball right here and right now on 98.9 The Game. The starting lineup. Oh, I still got – we still got a few more minutes. What am I doing? What am I doing here? You're supposed to keep me – you're supposed to keep me on the rails here. Jeez, my God. I was was just agreeing with you. Oh, my God. It's okay. Not really. Yeah, we still got a couple more minutes. Let's talk about Carrasco. On 98.9 The Game. Oh, I still got, we still got a few more minutes. What am I doing?
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9 The Game. And it's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here. And we got uh, some uh, college basketball to uh, hit up on uh, from uh, last night as we had uh, an upset there in Allen Fieldhouse, the Big 12. BYU uh, taking down a number of seven in Kansas there, mm -hmm. 76 to uh, 68. So uh, Jayhawks going down the hands of the Cougars. Other Cougars, they didn't go down. They kept their number one ranking, 67-59. Houston won over uh, Cincinnati. This one was uh, an exciting game as it was Kentucky pulling off there at the last second as Mississippi State thought about that they were going to pull off the win against Kentucky for the first time in a long time. Uh, but uh, Reed Shepard, who? Who? Reed Shepard goes off for 32 including the game winner there for Kentucky. They won it over Mississippi State. 91-89 to was the uh, final score there. Prevented that court storming uh, there at Mississippi State. I saw them. They're about ready to explode onto the court, but Shepard had different ideas uh, there. Uh, San Diego State won over San Jose State, 72-64. Dayton with the winner over Davidson, 80-66. And in overtime, it was a Utah State winning against Fresno State, a 77 to a 73 uh, there last night in college basketball. We have a top 25 action for this evening. What else is going on? Uh, a line uh, matchup. I also got a number 24 of Florida. They are going to be hosting a Mizzou, number 11 Auburn. Is at a number four Tennessee. We also got a Providence at number five Marquette. Louisville is on a deck against number ten a Duke. Flipkowski is good to go. I think uh, they're not a bad injury after all. Uh, they're nope. much so. ado about nothing. Pretty much, uh, pretty much. Uh, Oklahoma at number eight Iowa State. Number eighteen uh, South Carolina at a Texas A&M. Seton Hall at number twelve uh, Creighton. We have number 14, Alabama, at Ole Miss, and number 6, Arizona, at Arizona State. Late night tonight, and late night tonight as well for uh, the Illini, as it's an 8 o'clock tip-off against uh, the Golden Gophers of Minnesota. 11.5-point favorites are the 13th-ranked Illini tonight against the Gophers in Champaign. Nice. Uh, currently, uh, right now, the Illini are on a, a six-game winning streak against uh, Minnesota. Their last loss came there in the barn in uh, 2019. Uh, but it's been all Illini uh, since. A couple of 90-point uh, games for Illinois. A couple of 70s back-to-back -back years uh, for uh, this one. And uh, Minnesota this year, you know, 17-19. and 19. 500 in the Big Ten uh, for uh, Minnesota, but a lot better uh, as of late. And we all know the Illini, uh, hot and cold uh, they are. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I know everybody's talking about that 94 points and just the, the line changes in and out and how much the bench uh, played on Saturday. But, again, the, the defense, defensive metrics say that they've been playing better, but – Keep giving up so many points uh, there. Uh, Nebraska actually a lot uh, beat uh, Minnesota. Uh, their headline that I saw this morning may have been deceiving. Uh, there, I wouldn't say exactly 
uh, surging Golden Gophers. They've lost three out of their last five games. Mm. So thank you for that internet. Yeah. Uh, yep. That, it, yeah. I, I, again, I don't want to say anything about the Solani team, Travis. I'm tired of saying stuff about them. Every time I think I'm, I, I'm in, they, they make me not believe anymore. Mm. Anything. I don't know what to expect from this game. Um, only four more games left for Illinois on the that, schedule. That is crazy. Two home games tonight against Minnesota, next Tuesday against uh, Purdue, and then at Wisconsin and at Iowa in between those two. So uh, that uh, Wisconsin game is actually going to be on a Saturday, I believe, uh, if that's March 2nd. It is. Or is that Sunday? March 2nd is uh, Saturday. This calendar, man, always slow to today, come up. Today is the 28th, tomorrow is the 29th, Friday is the 1st. Hmm. Yeah, thanks, February. Yep. For only having 29 days in it. I know that, Travis, because we had to move St. Louis Cardinal Baseball for Saturday over to WCRA because mm. Illini are in action. Exact same time, 11 o'clock for both. You know what the spring training game did the other day? Tied. Tied again. Yeah, tied again. Or isn't, the Cubs tied too. Isn't spring training great? Magical. Magical. No other time do you tie and possibly get injured going for a tie. Mm-hmm. Almost an injury in your game? No, I'm just saying in general, every time um, they go out there, there's an opportunity to get injured. Well, yeah, that's all sports. Just wait till that happens. We'll be cutting down on spring training too. <laughs> they already did it in uh, – the NFL and exhibition games. Yeah. Can't have, can't have too many exhibition games. Someone will get injured. So, Yeah. I, I know that would cut down in maybe the quality of baseball that we would see in the beginning of the season, but uh, that would be uh, fine by me there. Imagine, Travis, if, more like, real games. I know he's already injured, but, like, if Otani, like, tore his ACL in mm-hmm. his first game or, or you know, Cody Bellinger – got injured in his first game, the outcry from everyone would be at Trout or Judge or any of these guys mm-hmm. got injured for the season in an exhibition game. Yeah. That would be the end of exhibition ba- mm-hmm. uh, baseball. The end. The end. Be all over. Uh, man, also uh, tonight as the kind of – basketball world in the college is all eyes are still waiting on uh, Sunday because that's when uh, Kaylin Clark is potentially looked at at breaking Pistol Pete's record Mm -hmm. Uh, but they do have a game tonight also against Minnesota there at the uh, barn so uh, number six ranked uh, Hawkeyes and Kaylin Clark favored by 18 and a half points as I believe she's only 51 points away there from uh, beating Pistol Pete's uh, record and uh, they're looking for that and Fox have been hyping it up uh, for uh, Sunday's game against mm-hmm. Ohio State uh, there to potentially uh, get that one and uh, ticket prices are at a, a premium uh, there in Iowa for uh, that one uh, what did I see more than $400 to get in the door potentially Jeez. I clicked on the wrong one this computer's already slow enough. Uh, that's insane. The Kalen Clark defect. Ugh. The regular season uh, for Iowa 
uh, there at home. So it looks like I'm getting no help uh, as I say that. The uh, um, thing finally loads up uh, there, but it's not giving me any ticket information. Of course not. Uh, there. Um, so did you have bracketology pulled up over there? I did. What do you want to know? Is there something that you want to do a uh, mention about that? Not really. I was just seeing where Illinois is right now. They're a four seed. I say, well, where are Taking they? Taking on Akron. Hmm. Uh, Clemson would be our five. Mm-hmm. We'd be in the same one as, uh, Florida and Houston. Seems like a pretty good, Indiana uh, State is there. Ah. Okay. We'd meet them in the Elite Eight, which <laughs> we're not getting to the Elite Eight. So, um, yeah, it would be in the uh, the South in Dallas. So you got Houston, Clemson, like I said, Illinois, Creighton. Creighton's the three, Tennessee the two. Hmm. Rematch with Tennessee in the Elite Eight, Travis. I don't like that. You don't like that? No. I I don't know if I want to see Houston either, but yeah, you'd see Houston a lot sooner. Hmm. First guy get by Akron. The zips. Yeah, they're gonna zip on by. Mm-hmm. Didn't their foot us, Travis? Came close to beating us. It was Toledo. Oh, it was Toledo. You're right. My apologies. Akron twenty and eight on the season. Yeah, I, I could probably look up that information, but apparently that's difficult today. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Computers decide that they don't, you know, they want to work when they want to, and they don't want to work when they don't. So, uh, here on this uh, secondary market for tickets for that uh, Iowa game on Sunday, uh, the cheapest one is three hundred and thirty-nine dollars. Jeez, just to get in the door. Mm. Courtsides are going up more than that, almost a grand uh, there to potentially uh, see history uh, there on Sunday. So. Mm. Uh, we'll see what happens with uh, the Illini, and uh, we'll be back to uh, talk about it on uh, Friday and get you set for that uh, matchup there on a Saturday with Wisconsin. And, again, the uh, tip-off is 8 o'clock tonight, and it's going to be a 7 o'clock pregame uh, for uh, the Illini and the Gophers. They're in mm-hmm. Champaign uh, this evening, a second-to-last home game of the year. I think people that are going promotion this uh you kind of hear less about some of these promotions in uh, college but you get a free scarf oh nice one time i went there to uh, a game and got uh, free socks <laughs> that fit a uh, medium medium foot person yeah how'd that work out for you uh, i can never wear them ah. way too tight unless i want to lose a foot or something cut off Put the circulation your hand gloves if you didn't have gloves Guess so. Cut out the fingers. They could be wristbands, armbands. There you go. There you go. There's an idea. That's why I'm here. (laughs) With the uh, famous armbands story uh, about about you, my friend, there with the the armbands. Oh, I know. (laughs) So it doesn't surprise me that you suggest the the armbands. Of course I do, yeah. All right, so we'll we'll uh, keep the theme going here with some uh, basketball, uh, but we'll hit up on uh, the NBA there last night and uh, get you set for what's happening uh, this evening in the association, and that's coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. 
Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Hi, this is Brent with McMahon Meats here to tell you about this week's specials at our store. We have a 10-pound box of Pollock for $24.50 and our farm-raised catfish for $4.99 per pound. Go to McMahonMeats.com or to our Facebook page for more of this week's specials. And remember, you get one pound of bacon free with a minimum $50 online order. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance, up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at checkethos.com. That's checkethos.com. And now, the starting lineup. The Memphis. Memphis. Show around three of the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, 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 Eric Fry, Sports Center update. The Blues gave up three goals in the first period before two loss to the Jets at Canada Life Center. Blues are made tied for fifth in the Central Division with 62 points and a 30-26-2 record to visit Edmonton tonight. As we talked about, the Cardinals scored a game-tying run in the bottom of the ninth during a 3-3 draw against the Red Sox at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. Jeremy Rivas drove in the game-tying run with a bases-loaded walk. 
Sonny Gray pitched two scoreless innings in his spring debut, and he was named the opening day starter for the Cardinals after the game. Miles Michaelis takes the mound for the Cards against the Mets later on today. St. Louis City SC was eliminated from CONCACAF Champions Cup following a 1-0 loss against Houston Dynamo at Shell Energy Stadium. St. Louis returns to MLS play New York City FC on Saturday. College basketball action from yesterday, EIU edged out SIU Edwardsville 84-79. Tonight, Missouri State will visit Illinois State, and SIU is at Bradley. The Bulls blew a 13-point lead against the worst team in the NBA during a 105-95 loss to the Detroit Pistons at the United Center. Bulls route scored 55-40 in the second half of the loss. DeMar DeRozan and Busevich each had 25 points in the losing effort. Bulls have dropped 3 of 4, but they're still ninth in the Eastern Conference at 27-31. and 31. They host Cleveland tonight. Welcome back in to the uh, startup lineup here on 98.9. It's Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the sports and our hits. Losing to the Pistons. The Bulls. Ah. <laughs> Wah, 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 wah. Mm. What a disappointment. We're still in the play-in. Yeah, it was only one game. So We're still in the play-in. Sky's not falling. So, But losing by 10, having a lead there mm-hmm. to Detroit. With that not a win, good look. With that win now, Travis, Detroit is tied with the Wizards. Last, last night to the Warriors. They've lost 12 in a row. 123 to 112 as Chris Paul uh, returned back to the lineup Mm -hmm. for uh, Golden State. Uh, There, uh, Boston, uh, they uh, continued their winning ways. They are on a nine game winning streak. Uh, Did I see that? That was the longest winning streak in the NBA this year at nine, 117 to 299 over the uh, 76ers. Jason Tatum, two assists shy of a triple double there. 29 points, 11 boards, only eight assists, though. It may be. Uh, it was uh, speaking of uh, Cleveland, the team that Chicago oh, yeah. will face tonight. The Cavs won their game against the Mavs last night, 121, 119. Max Strauss beyond half court, basically, mm-hmm. uh, for the win last night. So, uh, stealing one against oh, yeah. Dallas. Hey, that's uh, what you got to do sometimes. Luca, Luca, uh, a rebound away from a triple double, 45 points, 14 assists, only nine rebounds. And uh, Struess getting the last laugh there for uh, Cleveland. So that's what you got to look forward to tonight. 38-19 and 19 Cleveland is mm. this year. Uh, the Magic with the win over the Nets, 108-81. Uh, the Hawks, 124-97 to 97 over the uh, Jazz there. Uh, the Knicks lost against uh, Zion and the Pelicans, 115-92. to uh, 92. There, uh, Timberwolves continue uh, their winning ways. They went over uh, Wimby and the Spurs, 114 to 105. 17 points for Wimby, uh, 13 rebounds, four blocks. But it's Anthony Edwards and the T-Wolves getting the dub. As we were finding out, Travis, one great player does not make a good team. No, that's for a fact. Uh, the Bucks won easily against the Hornets, 123-85. Dame goes for a 23 in the win. Thunder continue their winning ways as well, holding serve with some of the top teams in the West. Uh, they won against the Rockets, 112 to a 95 there. Shea Gildricks Alexander, 31 points for OKC. And we also had the Heat, went over the uh, Trailblazers, 106 to a 96. And that's why he did it in the portrait portion of the NBA offseason, but that 
photo of Jimmy Butler always throws me off. I know, right? With the hair. 22 points. <laughs> Top performer uh, there. I know that's why I did it, the troll, oh, yeah. and to be like that. But still jarring to see. It is. Uh, we got uh, your boy Zion on TV tonight on ESPN. It's the Pacers yeah. in Indy uh, tonight. Uh, like you mentioned, the Bulls against the uh, Cavs there at the United Center. Cleveland favored by five and a half. And that one, you got the Mavs against uh, Toronto, uh, Grizzlies at the uh, Timberwolves, and Kings at Nuggets, and the other game on ESPN tonight. And it's the battle for L.A. Lakers versus Clippers. Clippers favored by three and a half in uh, this one. So uh, that's the action uh, that you got for uh, the uh, NBA. Mm, any national TV matchups tomorrow night? Warriors, Knicks. It's a good one. Heat against the Nuggets as well. Um, so that's a quick peek at a Thursday. I forgot to take a quick peek at uh, college basketball for a Thursday as well, but that's all right. So uh, we're up against the clock, and uh, we need to uh, close this down as we need to close it down with a little football. Let's hit up on uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. Came out with his latest mock draft 2.0, and you know my feelings about mock drafts, but let's take a look at it and who he has the Bears selecting at number one overall. So we'll take a look at that to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. I'm Alice Hatcher. And I'm Jonna Schultz with Effingham Animal Rescue Sanctuary. Hey, animal lovers. Do you know you can make a real difference in the lives of our furry friends? Volunteer with your local animal organization. They need your passion and your time to care for and protect animals in need. Whether it's walking dogs, helping at an adoption event, or assisting with daily care, every effort counts. Join us in creating a better world for animals. Volunteer today and be the hero that they need. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. A jacuzzi bath system fits in your existing tub space. It's a no-mess installation with an amazing style selection, factory-certified installers, and a limited lifetime warranty. Call 800-717-4599. That's 800-717-4599. Right now and get 50% off installation with no interest and no payments for 12 months. Replace that old bathtub today with a walk-in shower for a safer bathing experience. If you have lived in your home for over 15 years, it's time to remodel your bathroom for a virtual or in-home appointment. Call 800-717-4599. That's 800-717-4599. 800-717-4599. And now. One thing that we need, one thing that we need to stop on, and I've been wanting to say this for a couple podcasts, I think it needs to be said that can we slow down on this team as a Final Four team? Because they're not. The starting lineup. They're so streaky. And on Sunday, there were so many un- forced turnovers i don't know what i was doing on some of these last second shots they need to obviously shoot better free throws but it's it's just like we played down to our competition i don't know what it is but this team isn't a final four team on 98.9 the game
Welcome back in uh, to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. Only here on 98.9, we'll just say a little a bit longer, and we'll continue more in uh, the uh, podcast, including hearing the audio from the uh, press conference yesterday by the IHSA with uh, Coach Carr and uh, Coach Belleville from Altima and also uh, Line-Eye Bluffs for the uh, semifinal matchup uh, tomorrow in girls basketball state semifinals. So that's coming up in the uh, pod. Uh, but before we uh, get there, we need to uh, close things down here. And, uh, one of my favorite things in the whole world is the uh, draft, of course, and mock drafts as well. And uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. recently uh, dropped his uh, second mock draft. As, again, he doesn't explore into rumor and innuendo and uh, trades or anything like that. Uh, so his uh, latest mock draft in the uh, top five, he has uh, the first three picks, all quarterbacks, mm. including uh, the uh, number one overall pick there. He has the Bears going with uh, Caleb Williams for uh, Chicago. So um, obviously, uh, I mean, hey, Caleb Williams is the best prospect apparently in the uh, draft, having some uh, comparisons there with the uh, press conference uh, yesterday with Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. with uh, his throw angles and whatnot. And uh, uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. also was on a first take this morning as well to discuss uh, that mock draft and uh, potential uh, trade of Justin Fields if that's uh, happening. He said that it would have to be a substantial uh, trade offer for the number one pick again uh, for Chicago to get rid of that. Again, I hope they do it. I hope they do it. I hope they trade that one pick. Hmm. Well, we might not have to uh, wait too much longer. Uh, maybe. Uh, potentially uh, likes to do this this time of year. Also, uh, the uh, he has the commanders uh, selecting uh, Jaden Daniels as the second overall pick, the quarterback from LSU, and then the uh, third Quarterback taken in the first three picks. Drake May for North Carolina is going to New England, according to Mel Kuyper Jr. And then uh, that's where Marvin Harrison Jr. would slide in at number four uh, there to the Cardinals. And what do all three of those quarterbacks have in common, Travis? What's that? None of them will be throwing this weekend. They've all decided to sit out of this weekend's throwing drills in Indianapolis at the Combine. I mean... For sure, mm-hmm. so there's there's no real sense in it. McCarthy, Nix, and Penix Jr. are all planning to throw. Right. Yeah, those are all guys that would improve their draft stocks yep. for doing so. Yep. So uh, the uh, uh, Mel Kuyper also has in the uh, top ten uh, uh, Chicago selecting the wide receiver out of LSU, Malik and Neighbors, as their ninth overall selection. Not bad. Uh, there. Not bad. Uh, the wide receiver from Washington would go to the uh, Giants uh, there potentially. So do some work. And in the top ten, uh, Brock Bowers, the tight end from Georgia, going to the Jets. Mm. Nice little uh, new uh, shiny toy for Aaron Rodgers yep. to uh, throw to for there in New York. Two quarters. Now, now he's coming back. This new technology that he had to recover from this mm-hmm. injury. Uh, let's see. I wonder if any sports books have uh, odds as MVP. I'm gonna go ahead and take a flyer on Aaron Rodgers right now. Yeah. 
buy here's, low. Here's the thing, Travis, and I, I do think Caleb Williams will be one. I'm not going to say he's to the Bears, but all this talk of him, you know, staying in college. Remember, his dad put that out. If it was somewhere he didn't like, he would stay in college. Do you want to know why part of that is? Why is that? Because according to reports, he made about $10 million in NIL deals at USC. Ooh. So if you're making $10 million in college, yeah. If I don't want to come play for you, buddy, I don't have to. I'll go back right. and get more money. Where is that that quarterback just signed an NIL deal with like a private plane company? So oh, it's like, goodness. man, what a deal. What a deal that is. As a source close to USC said, quote, it wasn't like having a college quarterback on your roster. It was like having an NFL starting quarterback on your roster. <laughs> yeah. Say so. so. Some serious cash right there. Uh, I did open up my uh, sports book, and uh, they do have some entertainment on the scouting combine uh, this week as well for the fastest 40 time. Uh, 40 time for the receivers, overall, defensive backs. I love it. Look how much uh, people, degenerates, can have uh entertainment on the combine now mm-hmm. fastest 40 time over under 4.275 seconds under whoo they're both minus 114 but that's booking it one last thing on caleb williams travis uh if he made five million or so last year okay mm-hmm. take out signing bonus do you know how much bryce young made as a number one pick no seven million his Ooh. cap was seven million wow that means caleb williams almost made more than the number one draft pick last year. Wow. Why does he need to come out if he doesn't want to? Yeah. Thought about Matt Leiner living the life when he didn't come out Uh initially. Man, that's living the life right there. So uh, that's what we got for the uh, Mel Kiper Jr. mock draft 2.0 there. The Bears selecting Caleb Williams there all right so we'll continue things in uh, the uh podcast and uh, so we got more stuff to uh clean up there with uh audio as well from the ihsa coaches conference yesterday and uh, that will do it for today's show again a no show tomorrow we're off the state as we're following the uh, lady indians we got to go see them off later on uh, today i know robinson uh, is going to be uh, leaving a town there uh tonight as well so uh, we'll be uh, hitting up on uh, that matchups on a uh, Friday and recapping uh, that. So tune in uh, for that. So until Friday, we'll catch you in the pod. Coming up next is Carlin versus Joe. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back. Welcome in to uh, overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still here with you. And always got stuff to uh, clean up from uh, the uh, show. We got this day in sports history. We also uh, got some audio there from the uh, press conference that uh, Coach Carr and Coach Belleville uh, had there for their uh, matchup. And get a little bit more background information on Illini Bluffs. Uh, there from uh, Coach Belleville for mm-hmm. the Altamont matchup tomorrow morning uh, there in the semifinals. So uh, we'll get to that here in the uh, podcast as well. And apparently something that uh, could not wait off the air that had to be revealed yeah. to me uh, on the air to get my live reaction. Just, just a great quote uh, here. 
as well. So great quote. I don't know what that's about, but yep. uh, we'll see here in a second. So uh, is there anything on sports on any one of that yes. cleanup? The White Sox and Cubs made a trade yesterday, Travis. The South Siders acquired left-handed pitcher Bailey Horn, sent right-hander Matthew Thompson back to the North Siders. Neither player has made their MLB debut yet, but the move opened up a roster spot for the Cubs, which allowed them to finalize their deal with Cody Bellinger. Hmm. The White Sox, by the way, lost to the Dodgers 9-6, and the Cubs tied with Cincinnati 6-6. More ties. Yay. Uh, Blackhawks getting ready for their game against Colorado Avalanche at the United Center tomorrow night. Hawks are on a four-game losing streak. Hmm. The Cowboys are planning to lock up their franchise quarterback with a new contract. Dallas Executive Vice President Stephen Jones said the team wants to get an extension done with Dak Prescott before his contract expires following the 2024 season. Prescott is due to make $29 million in base salary next season and is due a $5 million roster bonus on the fifth day of the new league year. 30-year-old passed for 4,516 yards, 36 touchdowns, 9 picks last year. Through clauses in his contract, Prescott would have to approve any trade if the Cowboys attempted to move on from him and cannot use a franchise tag on him in 2025. Mm-hmm. Didn't we just go through a DAC contract thing? We did. Not too long ago. Ugh. We're going to go, th- go yeah, through Tony it again. Pollard's going to walk, and uh, CeeDee Lamb is going to be a free agent after next year. And we're mm-hmm. not, they're probably just going to let both of them walk. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> the guy who can't get you a playoff one. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Uh, the Chiefs are not expected to let their lockdown corner hit the free agent market next month. The ESPN reports that Kansas City has informed LeJarvius Sneed that it is prepared to use a franchise tag on him in this offseason. The team is also open to trading him if no long-term deal is reached. Hmm. The Giants could be looking to keep their star running back, as general manager Joe Schoen said at the NFL scouting combine, that although it might be unlikely, the Giants still have the option to use a franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. The Raiders are not interested in trading their best player on offense, according to the new general manager who told the media at the NFL scouting combine on Tuesday that Devontae Adams is a Raider. Yep, I did see that. He's a Raider. A Raider. Uh, The Atlanta Falcons are moving on from a veteran player. Uh, Janu Smith was released on Tuesday. The tight end notched career highs in receptions with 50 and yards with 518 last season. Atlanta saved $6.5 million in the cap space with the move. Smith was originally selected by the Titans in the third round of the 2017 draft. He also spent time with the Patriots and has a career 2,423 receiving yards and 20 touchdowns. And speaking of the Falcons, Travis... Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the Falcons right now because I love this. Love this. Okay. So, if there was any doubt about the future of Desmond Ritter mm-hmm. as the Falcons quarterback, new head coach Raheem Morris put it to rest on Tuesday. Uh-huh. What did he say? He said, quote, if we had a better quarterback play last year in Atlanta, I might not be standing here. <laughs> Considering he was just hired this offseason to replace Arthur Smith. Mm-hmm. Basically saying Smith might still have a job if Ritter had played better last season. Ouch. So, he also said now it's time to implement a couple new things. Go out there and find out who's going to be the trigger man for us. Put ourselves in a position to win. I'm not afraid to say that we have the ability and we're capable of going out there to win next year. If we do some of the right things, make the right moves, we can do that. That's not arrogance. That's not a cockiness. That is more of a credit to the people who are in the building with me still and the people still and some of the people who are not there now. Hmm. So, there you go. Yeah, you know, 
12 touchdowns, 12 interceptions for Ritter last year, 2,836 yards. 64% completion percentage, though. Mm-hmm. So Third-round pick in 2022. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't argue against it. No. Oh, no, no, no. He also fumbled 12 honest. times, lost seven of those fumbles that he had. We'll see if they He was benched for Taylor them. Heineke. Yep, he was. So you're probably not trading him anywhere. No one's probably going to want him, you'd think. You would think probably not. But maybe they sign Kirk Cousins, or maybe they, you know, draft a quarterback, or they trade for Russell Wilson, or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or another quarterback. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, the NFL Competition Committee, Travis, is pitching a kickoff rule change. Dallas Cowboys Executive Vice President Stephen Jones said he anticipates the committee to present ownership in the spring meetings, a one-year alternative that will make returns part of the game again. Different options have been presented, including the XFL model, in which the kicking team lined up at the opponent's 35 and the return team lined up at the 30 with only the kicker and returner allowed to move until the ball is touched. Committee is still working through a rule change regarding the hip drop tackle. Hmm. Yeah. So. Hey, make the kick returns. Bring them back. Bring them back. Hey, you got a Hall of Famer now who is a Hall of Famer because of his kick returns. Bring them back. Do it. The sale of the Baltimore Orioles could soon be final, according to the Athletic. The sale of the baseball team could be official by April, perhaps as soon as opening day on March 28th. The uh, sports website reports Major League Baseball is still examining paperwork related to the deal. Once the sale is completed, the new ownership group led by billionaire Baltimore native David Rubenstein will take control of the team from the Angelos family. Hmm. Um, also, today, Travis, mm-hmm. the Dodgers are taking on the Texas Rangers, and Yamamoto will start. That's right, Yamamoto is going to start today's Cactus League game in Surprise, Arizona. So mm. We were wondering when it was going to be. It's today against the Rangers. Mm. You know, um, he, Otani hit his uh, first home run. Yep. Yep. Yesterday. And in a bit of uh, sad news, um, new details are surfacing about a four-year-old boy who's fighting for his life in a Pinellas County hospital Authorities have identified the child who was hit by a car in Clearwater Beach on Sunday morning as Toby Swanson from Fargo, North Dakota. He is the son of Toronto Blue Jays pitcher Eric Swanson, who is in the Tampa Bay area for spring training. Police say the young child was struck by a valet driver at the Opal Sands off of South Gulf View Boulevard. Uh, he's still in critical condition at John Hopkins All Children's Hospital in St. Petersburg. So, what a what an awful situation there. Yeah. Sure, so, but uh, our thoughts go out to uh, the family there. Mm. So that's uh, all I got for Sports Center. That's what you got. That's what I got. All right. So uh, what do you got for the state sports history? All right. This day in sports history. Let me get to the right spot here in my uh, my pamphlet. Um. Did I go too far, or did I go not go far enough? Uh, I think I went too far. Oh, nope, I didn't. Okay, today's the 28th. We'll do today well, and when tomorrow. I woke up this morning. We'll do today and tomorrow, Travis. So we'll start today. 
On this date, 1971, Jack Nicklaus completes a second Grand Slam winning the PGA Championship to secure multiple wins in all four majors. Hmm. What I found is interesting, Travis. February 28th, we're having the PGA Championship? Yeah. Well, that's odd, right? Yeah, very odd. It seems don't way like too early. That. No, don't like way that. Way too early. Uh, on this date in 1998, North Carolina blows a 17-point second-half lead and is unable to score off a missed free throw as time expired for a Duke win. Blue Devils senior Steve Wojcicki played at his final game at Cameron Indoor Stadium, sprints to hug Coach K, who earns his 500th career win. On this date in 2010, Sidney Crosby scores the golden goal in overtime as Canada defeats USA in the gold medal game at the Vancouver 2010 Olympics. And finally, on this date in 2015, Ronda Rousey secures the fastest submission in a title fight in UFC history. She needs just 14 seconds to force a tap out from Kat Zingano. Hmm. There you go. Uh... February 29th, 1976, Richard Petty wins the only race run on a leap day as he took the Carolina 500 at Rockingham by two laps over Daryl Waltrip. Okay. February 29th, 1980, Gordie Howe becomes the first NHL player to score 800 career goals as the Hartford Whalers beat the St. Louis Blues. Mm. And finally, on February 29th, 1992, Ray Bork becomes the third defenseman in NHL history to score 1,000 career points. Mm. Okay. There you go. That was everything for today and tomorrow. We'll have more stuff coming up, including um, for the weekend on Friday, some very, very important things that happen. Important things. Yes. Very well. All right. So I uh, think that the only thing left here is the... uh, uh, audio. Yes, let's get that there audio. From the uh, press conference yesterday with the IHSA meeting to get some background information uh, on the television side, getting some background information on the uh, final four teams uh, that advanced there. So uh, we'll be uh, hearing uh, from uh, Coach Carr as well for the Altamont Lady Indians. You already know a lot about them, but. Uh, we need to know some uh, background information on the team that Altima is facing uh, there uh, tomorrow morning, and uh, that will be uh, against Illini Bluffs. So we'll hear from uh, their head coach, Jim Belleville, uh, here in uh, the audio as well that we grabbed from the uh, press conference. So uh, here it is. We highlight the coaches, obviously, sometime in the first quarter. Can you give me some background on yourself? Um, High school, college, what have you. High school, Monticello, Illinois. Yep, college, it's Illinois. It's ages, baby. Yep, and uh, college, uh, as a matter of fact, Illinois State. Got it. So that'll be fun. I just retired after 33 years in education. I was most recently the athletic director at Newton High School and the boys' JV basketball coach. And then this year, Newton High School. I, yes. And then this year, I took the Altamont job. Not a bad job. No, no. Uh, really fortunate. Katie, our athletic uh, director, who is, who's sitting next to me, was uh, the former coach, and she resigned to focus on uh, directing athletics. Okay, so, Coach, let's, uh, can you give me some comments on, uh, in no particular order, Peyton Osteen? Yeah, uh, Peyton is um, just – a just a solid kid who 
is very fundamentally sound, very intelligent basketball player. She knows what needs to be said at the right times when talking to our team. Just a fantastic leader and uh, really knows the game and knows knows how to play basketball the right way. Uh, Claire, is it Beam or is that what It's BAME, like B-A-M-E. B-A-M-E pronunciation, got it. Yes. Comments? What, what's she Claire plays, she plays with a ton of spirit. Defensively, she has a great ability to get to the spot, um, both on the ball and off the ball. She has taken 15 charges this year. Good stuff. Obviously, she's willing to sacrifice for the good of the group on the defensive end. So is she playing the paint? Is she is she your five or four? I assume. Oh no, no, she's she's a she's a guard. Well, she's a guard. And how about uh, Peyton Osteen? Peyton's a guard. Okay. Libby Reardon. Libby Reardon. Yep. Libby is a junior. Uh, missed quite a bit of time with an injury this year, but has come back for our stretch run and has been. You know, kind of like picking up a piece at the trade deadline, man. She uh, is a fantastic defender. Um, Libby is the life of the party, but very serious when it comes to guarding people. Grunlow, Brianna Grunlow. Yep. Bree is a senior. Um, she's our little, Bree? Uh, yeah. Okay. She is our little bulldog. Love to put her on the other team's best shooter because she will just stay in her shirt as much as possible all night has hit some big threes for us this year at crunch time and uh just an inspiration as a small kid she's like i don't know five two five three awesome who's your next grace nelson yeah you don't forget that kid oh oh my gosh well i have yeah illinois state three times yeah there she's she's way the top of my screen so (laughs) i did not forget her uh she had thirty. She had thirty-four last night. Twelve out of thirteen from the line. Two times. Yeah, I got no. it. So I no, got that was. Yeah, that was this. That was this uh, sectional championship last night. I think she had thirty-two and was twenty for twenty-one from the line. Twenty for twenty-one in the super. Section. And she could have shot thirty if I can say so myself. That's okay. So what? What's your comment about Grace with what two thousand seven hundred fifty-nine points coming into last night? Yeah. Can you? What superlative can you say about her? Grace is a humble superstar. Great. She she is all about winning. She doesn't focus on her stats. She doesn't focus on attention. What she cares about is leading her teammates, taking care of her teammates, and winning basketball games and doing whatever it takes to do that. Uh, between the because because uh, your ads there, how many how many games do you think Grace has won in her career? Well, she missed. She missed like eighteen games last year because she tore ACL. Yeah, that was ACL. I knew she missed. Yeah, Uh, and then freshman year was COVID year, so her total games aren't going to be that. Yeah, that high just because of unfortunate circumstances. Yeah, otherwise she would probably had a a bazillion. Okay, anybody else? And like, who's your top six or seven? Next, next one or two, maybe. Yeah, oh yeah, I got three more. Uh, we got uh, Kylie Osteen. Got it. Is a junior. Um, she's an undersized post player who guards the other team's best post player 
and is very willing to do that and takes great pride in that. And she is a sneaky scorer that really knows when to pick her spots on the offensive end. Okay. And who uh, else next? Uh, Skyly Klein is a junior who has hit some big shots for us in the postseason, has improved a great deal defensively. And, uh, you know, I'm just I'm comfortable with her guarding a variety of spots on the floor. Gotcha. And is there one more you want to mention in your top group? Yep. Yep. Kaylee Lurkins is our most effective post player. Defensively, she has excelled in the postseason. Uh, she loves basketball and just loves her teammates and will do whatever she can to help them succeed. All right, just real quick, I have two more, and then I'll see if uh, either Jim got back on or Casey, they're jumping back and forth. Just maybe, uh, you know, just one or two sentences on what your philosophy is, both offense and defense. What am I going to see? Um, we have uh, kind of settled on playing strictly man-to-man uh, in this stretch run, and our kids really understand how to guard according to their assignments. Uh, offensively, okay. We're led by Grace, uh, but the rest of our team, these kids just have a way of hitting shots when we need them to. It's just been that way. We you try to, or? yeah, we we love to get the ball in Grace's hands in the open floor because uh, she's uh, very effective in that way. Gotcha. She's a great uh, finisher. Thank you. Uh, Jim or Casey, are you on yet? Casey Standahar will be doing interviews with you throughout the weekend, uh, live, like halftime and before the game, things like that. So be prepared for that. And is there is there any, either one of you contribute any, like, really cool human interest or community interest or whatever that, that she can do a sideline story or two on? Anything that jumps well, out at you guys? Well, one thing that's, you know, in the front of my mind is obviously Grace – is coming back from the ACL, uh, just a really, really committed rehab. And just the way she has bounced back from that is just remarkable. Um, in addition to that, she's going to, she's, you know, she's going to play at Illinois state next year. So that's a cool connection. She gets, you know, she was so determined to get our team to Illinois state this weekend. Obviously, the Osteens are sisters. Uh, very, gotcha. very tight, very tight pair. They're like twins. I mean, not not in the way they look, but just in the connection that they have is incredible. Claire, I, I mean, it's I think it's pretty remarkable. She's taken 15 charges this year. Yeah. And could have gotten a lot. You know, I'm biased, but I think she could have had a lot more. We're small. I mean, that's got to be. That's got to be a story. We are small, so we're always guarding people that are bigger than we are. Um, so how do you rebound took, the basketball? Well, sometimes not very well. we got to be fundamental in our <laughs> positioning. <laughs> uh, we've gotten better at boxing out as the season's gone along. Um, we took three fan buses to the Super last night, if you want to talk community support. It, the, sure. the, the student body has just been unreal. And I've been at this for a long time, man, 33 years, and I've never seen anything like it. 
Hey, Coach. I'm I'm Casey. I'm on the call. I heard all that. So thank you for giving us. Oh, you bet. You yeah, bet. I'm Thanks. Here. I'm jumping in and out, so I appreciate it. Can I go back real quick to the Osteen sisters? Yep. Um, how how does that chemistry between them really help your team? How does that elevate your group? If you haven't talked about that yet, because the connection that they have is important, and your girls have to gel well on the court, off the court, and so being that they're sisters, how does that help? I would say it's it's obvious on the defensive end. Um, even though, again, they're they're small, but they end up guarding interior players quite a bit. So the switching, uh, the double teaming, et cetera, uh, the rebounding, it's just, it's obvious that they have a connection. And then, I mean, uh, it's just something that I don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. They're going to communicate, and they're great communicators with the rest of their team, too. But because they support each other so well, I think that lends them to support their teammates. Cool. I mean, it's, it's obvious. The fact yeah. that the girls are doing more than just, you know, on the court and helping their teammates in other ways. That's cool. Very cool. Uh, you guys, you know, you said the community support has been big. Um, are you getting a group together to head downstate? Is, is the town shutting down? Anything going on for this weekend? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, first of all, Indian Nation invaded Farmer City, Farmer City, Illinois last night. Um, it was uh, a full house, let's just say. I'm glad the fire marshal didn't drop in because the whole thing would have been shut down. Um, yeah, the student body, you know, you heard the three fan buses, uh, mm-hmm. not, not just high school kids, but junior high kids at parochial school in town. Um, yeah, it's and you know it, it's not just because it's not just been this state tournament run. I mean, we played Tuscola on January 13th here in a shootout, and they were ranked four, and we were ranked five. And Altamont has a nice sized high school gym that holds 1,400 people, and and it was almost full. Wow. Um, these these people in this community uh, really care about girls basketball. And that's a credit to the tradition that's been in place for a long time here. Our principal uh, is a former girls basketball coach. Our athletic director is a former girls basketball coach. So there's a lot of investment there. Awesome. I love hearing that. Uh, hey, Craig, Jim Blaney here. here. Yeah, we got a question for you. Yeah. I was, I was scrolling through the Twitter feeds. Um, for the girls' basketball, Grace's Twitter feed actually, just so she she hurt her knee in Jan, late January of her junior year. Is that correct? It was it was late December. She had surgery in January. Yeah. Okay. So was she, was she ready to go when the season started then, or was she still working her way back when when you started practice uh, back in the fall? Let, let me put it this way: she was cleared for full contact. She was nowhere near herself. But she got to that point very quickly. I, I mean, because that's um, an. I mean, she really must have worked hard to get that thing back going. Because that's that's an amazing, short, amazingly short oh, time yeah. recovery. Yeah, she to clear to come back. Uh, yeah, she was obviously committed to being ready day one for practice, and uh, because she knew what this year could bring, especially as a senior, and. Uh, you know, 
physically, like I said, she she was not herself to start the year, but it wasn't long before she got to that point. Well, Coach, I was just going to ask one more question about Grace. Um, what do you feel like changed and got her there? Like, what was the moment where you were like, "All right, now she's now she's back to full form, Grace." Uh, that was defensively, no question. Mm-hmm. She, I could tell. You know, I started off the season. I mean, game two, putting her on the other team's best guard, and that was a lot to ask. And about two weeks later, I could tell that, you know, uh, she was ready to guard again like the elite defender that she is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, awesome. defensively, I could tell. Running straight line sprinting was not as big of a deal as moving side to side, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but a weeks in to games, she was there as far as lateral movement goes. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. All right, Mark. Uh, coach is on, so you can go ahead and jump right into it. This should be Coach Belleville, right? Correct. All right. Let's do it. Coach Mark Lindo, congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm doing color analyst. I'll be honest with you. I don't know who else is on the call, but a bunch of media. So we'll just find some things out about your team. How's that? Sounds good. All right. Well, first off, congratulations on your win last night. And let's talk a little bit. Can we just get uh, uh, your your players first? A few comments on some of your key people. Start, I guess, is it Brooke Buchan? How do you pronounce that? Buchan. Yeah, Buchan. Got it. Can we comment uh, uh, on her? Yeah, uh, I mean, Brooks are our top defender. Um, she usually has the job every night of guarding the other team's best guard. Um, she's really done a tremendous job um, in that role. Uh, not known for her scoring, um, but she will chip in here and there when she gets her opportunities. But uh, her primary job, and she knows it and buys into it, is to be our, our lockdown defender. Um, and she's done a great job with that. Got it. Uh, Reese, is it Cruitt? Cruitt, yeah. Um, Reese, you know, she's our six foot, uh, six, pushing six one post player. Um, tremendous post defense. Um, again, doesn't score a ton for us. Um, we're not a pounded in inside type of team, um, but she'll pick up some garbage. Uh, she'll get out on the fast break. She's pretty quick for, uh, for a big, um, but her defense in the post is huge for us, and it's a big part of our success this season, um, knowing that she can handle the inside presence um, no matter who we're playing, um, and we don't have to lend a, a ton of help to her in the post typically. Got it. Uh, Annabelle Fortin? Uh, Annabelle Fortin, she's part of uh, my combo that I like to call Batman and Robin. Um, Lily Lakoviak being Batman and usually Annabelle being Robin, um, kind of our dynamic duo, um, as corny as it is, but, uh, she's usually the sidekick. Um, but when Lily's having an off night, she, Annabelle usually steps it up. Um, she's also our second, uh, you know, best defender. Um, so she always has the second best guard, um, great speed, clutch shooting, um, ice water in the veins a lot of times. Uh, she went 10 for 10 in free throws uh, in the sectional championship game, which is a huge, uh, huge boost to us in that game. 
Um, can't say enough about her. Just an uh, outstanding kid, um, outstanding student, um, and definitely a integral part of uh, our success here. All right. Uh, Marissa? Marissa Robinson. Robertson. Yeah. Um, another great kid. One of the probably the smartest players on my team, um, not just in the classroom, but just on the court. Uh, really understands, you know, where she needs to be, what her role is. Um, she's kind of uh, our three-point specialist, um, so to speak. That's really her role um, offensively is to to knock down open threes when she gets them. Um, and her defense has been excellent, uh, help defense especially. She's probably one of my smartest help defenders. Um, and so, again, another senior, uh, another kid that buys into their role on the team and uh, has helped tremendously. All right, and then Lily. Uh, Lily Lakoviak. Uh, yeah, Lakoviak. Uh, she's Lekoviak. our. Go yeah, she's our go-to scorer. Um, kind of our uh, Swiss Army knife. Uh, she does a little bit of everything. She can uh, shoot the three. She can take it to the basket. She can post it up. Uh, gets out in transition. Uh, a really underrated defender. Um, she guards a guard. She can guard a post. Um, and again, I just I can't say enough uh, for how important she is to our team, um, obviously from a scoring standpoint, but then just in every other aspect as well. All right. Uh, that, that is your, uh, that's your correct starting five, I assume. Correct. All right. So can you give me one or two more that to go to two T bombing, but who else might we see from a television standpoint? Yeah, you'll definitely see Chloe Eaton. She's a sophomore. Uh, she stepped up huge last night in our super sectional win. Um, I think she scored 13 points off the bench. Um, just the way the matchup was going, I, I pulled our post player and uh, went with four guards and then put Lily inside. Um, and so she came off the bench, really was a spark plug for us and hit Hit a big three, uh, a good, a great steal towards the end for a breakaway layup, hit some free throws, just really did a lot of really nice things. And her length is uh, definitely a bonus to us off the bench and her ability to uh, to knock down outside shots. Tell me a little bit about your background so we can get, get a little bit of uh, love to you. How's that? High school, <laughs> college, high school, uh, college, uh, what do you teach, whatever. Yeah. No, I played baseball in, in, uh, in high in college and, uh, I always thought I wanted to be a baseball. Always thought I wanted to be a baseball coach, and then my first teaching job I got, uh, it was required that I coach a junior high girls basketball team. Um, and scared to death, like this is not what I wanted to sign up for. Um, but it was also head varsity baseball, so I went ahead and took the job. Fell in love with it. Had the uh, most amazing group of girls that year. Um, really started my passion for it, and then I came to IB. Kind of the same deal there was no baseball job it was just basically uh a teaching job and girl junior high girls basketball um and they really wanted me since i already had a year of experience doing it even though it wasn't something i thought i wanted to continue doing um again just amazing kids all the years i've had it really fell in love with it uh and i mean ever since i've come here i've been the junior high coach uh and the assistant to high school coach and i did both for 15, 16 years. Uh, then uh, when the head coach retired, I took over the full-time duties as the head coach uh, in 2021. 
I believe, right after the COVID season was our my first uh, season as head coach. Uh, and then I gave up the uh, the junior high. So this senior group, uh, extremely special to me. Uh, they're the uh, last class that I will have ever coached from sixth grade all the way through. So spent seven years with these kids. So we have a great bond together. That's awesome. Hey, take me back real quick. Uh, you said your first job. Where was that at? Uh, Lamoille. Got it. I know that. And how about <laughs> where where'd you go to high school and college then? I went to high school uh, in Astoria, and I went to Illinois College, Illinois College in Jacksonville. Yep. All right. Uh, Coach, you know, I'm, I'm coming to you from a sideline perspective, so I'm curious about things that these girls are doing maybe off the court or special stories from throughout the season that you want to make sure we talk about. Maybe it's, maybe it's not about um, – Who's you know stuff in the stat sheet, but just things outside of that. If you have anything, uh, well, I mean, three of our starters are valid Victorians for the senior class, um, and then Annabelle Fortin. In addition to being one of the uh, valid Victorians for her class, she uh, also was a uh, selected for the all academic team, like the or whatever it is the. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure whatever just got voted on. There's only 13 girls throughout the state that uh, got the honor. So she uh, she got that as well. Um, so tremendous uh, student athletes. Um, yeah. I mean, who else I, besides I Annabelle? Yeah, I'm sorry, what's that? No, I was just going to say, who else besides Annabelle are, are the other two valedictorians? Oh, uh, Brooke Buchan and Marissa Robertson. Amazing. So I think it's pretty impressive to have three valedictorians on my team. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, um, does it kind of remind you, you know, that at the end of the day, they are students first. It's kind of like you're so focused on basketball and the success of the team. Um, how has that been for them juggling both? The, I don't know how, like the, I don't understand. I don't know how they do it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, not just, I mean, every single one of my kids is a multi-sport athlete. None of them just specialize in basketball. Um, so juggling that uh, with their academics and every single one of these kids is a high achiever. Um, and just the way they go about preparing for their, their schoolwork, whether it be their athletics um, and just staying on top of everything, I wouldn't survive in today's environment trying to do that. <laughs> hey, how about just a quick, your offensive and defensive philosophy, just to, what to look for on both ends. Uh, I mean, defensively, our speech every every game, no matter who we're playing, the best team on our schedule, the worst team on our schedule, um, every message is always to focus on what's right in front of us, whatever game is in front of us, whatever opponent um, is right there. And then just offensively, we want to you know take care of the basketball and get a good shot every time. Whether the ball goes in or not um, really is out of our control. Uh, hopefully practice and muscle memory takes over and we put the ball in. But as long as we're taking care of the basketball, limiting those turnovers and getting a good shot, I can't ask for anything more from an offensive standpoint. And then on the defensive end, we talk over and over about just making teams take tough shots and only allowing them one shot. So we don't necessarily talk about a lot of, you know, do this, do that, force here, force that. It's basically we scout, uh, we try to take uh, away what and prepare for what teams like to do. Um, and then we just like to make them earn every every inch. And uh, if we can do that, and we've been doing a very good job of doing that, um, making teams take tough shots, uh, and we box out, then we've been really good. 
Uh, was there like a key game, a key player, whatever that that uh, you look back on this season and say, "Wow, that was huge" as, as a big part of the season? Uh, I mean, I think I think really like when we were heading to the sectional championship game um, to play a team that we'd already lost to uh, in the championship game of the Beerstown tournament when we played A Town. Um, so we lost to them early. Just couldn't put the ball in the hole the first time we played them. And we're on the way over there, and my starting post player, Cruitt, is throwing up in the back of the bus. So, all right, so <laughs> we're going to be without our starting post player. Um, and she did a really good job the first time around of contesting shots at the basket. They just, A-Town just happened to make uh, a lot of really good shots over top of her. Um, but I wanted to see if they could do that again. So knowing we weren't going to have our six-footer in there, um, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little concerned going into that game. Uh, but the bench just stepped up, and the bench continues to step up. Like I said last night, Chloe Eaton stepping up. Um, the people coming off the bench in that sectional game. Just all year, our bench, when we've been in foul trouble or we've had to deal with sickness, the bench has really stepped up. Uh, and, I mean, I've got eight players that I'm comfortable putting out there if we need to. What, what's your team do for, like, bonding and togetherness and – how close they are being being with you all this time. What what are some things we could look for? Oh, uh, well, we have a tradition for uh, we spend Christmas at my house and we've got a lot of little Christmas uh, games and activities that we do that the girls love. Uh, so we spend every Christmas together um, this summer. Like, I think, honestly, kind of figuring out we're going to be pretty dang good this year uh, was when we went to the Licking Summer Camp in Rolla, Missouri. Uh, and Went down there. First game, we played Breeze Central, uh, who was ranked top couple two, three, and three A all year um, yeah. here in the state of Illinois. And so we played. We were beating them most of the way, and then lost at the end. And I didn't have any three. I have, had all three of my post players were gone. They couldn't make the trip because they had volleyball. And so went into that game, only lost by like three or four. Uh, played tough competition, and I know nothing about the teams in Missouri. Um, playing tough competition after tough competition, and it really got me look wondering, like, well, are these teams really good? Because on the court, they seem really good. So doing a little research, like one of the teams we played was uh, St. Charles Lutheran, and they had just won the 5A championship the year before. Um, and they're, well, I think they're getting ready to go to their districts. They're one of the top teams right now this year in the state in 5A. Um, two other teams we played at Licking are ranked in the state of Missouri. So looking back and reflecting, like, wow, we, I mean, I think we went uh, three and two or four and two uh, down there uh, playing against competition. At the time, I didn't know it was as stiff as the competition was, but looking back and we're winning games and we played with every single one of those teams. Uh, I think that was a, a point I know for me that I saw that like, hey, we could have something special here. Hey, Marchin Blaney here. Coach, quick question for you. I noticed that you have some softball players in the team, and the school won state titles in 21 and 22. So were any of the girls that are on your team on either one of those 21 or 22 teams as freshmen and sophomores? Uh, I, Annabelle Fortin, uh, is a, she starts on the softball team. Uh, and then I think maybe, well, and then Chloe Eaton um, and uh, Annabelle Raymer comes off, or she's a, bench player for us um so three of the kids yeah three of the kids were on the uh i believe anything else for you jim jim blaney <laughs> not jim belleville um uh, no i think uh appreciate you guys um 
check out my shoes. All right, those you know, I'm pretty proud of my oh, uh, my kicks that I, that I have this year. <laughs> I had specially made. Um, I don't know if you guys are big Ted Lasso fans or not, but uh, I put believe on the back. Uh, so I'm I'm crediting all our success to my my amazing purchase of my shoes. <laughs> coach, do you do you um, do you instant like coach with any lessons from Ted Lasso or anything you? <laughs> oh God, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm I'm kind of corny like that. Uh, I don't know how many times I've said not so much this year, but last year to to be a goldfish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean that was a big one that the kids have heard a ton. Um, but uh, and most of the time I can get away with saying stuff, and they have no idea. They think I'm just like pure genius when I'm saying stuff. Yeah, sometimes you're making it up because on your own. they don't watch, so I can just totally steal and plagiarize the heck out of them. Um, I'm sure I'll have uh, the locker room speech ready to go for them. Uh, straight out of Ted Lasso when we get to, uh, to Seth Q. Oh, we're excited to get a shot of the shoes. That's awesome. <laughs> the shoes Thanks. will make the air. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it. Alrighty, so with that, that is a set. The uh, semifinal matchups are going to go down there tomorrow morning. So uh, we'll certainly uh, look forward to uh, that. And uh, that will do it here for the uh, starting lineup uh, today. And we'll see you on the other side, Altamont. And we will be back on a Friday to uh, recap the uh, day in events there on a Thursday from the uh, state tournament. So... Uh, we got to go see the girls off today. And so that's what I'm doing right now. So, uh, until Friday, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Peace out. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Friday is what I meant. (laughs) 